the Classy Chemist podcast is here for all healthcare professionals who desire deeper insights to our everyday life in healthcare within the UK. We will be mixing it up with interviews, monologues and panel discussions with a side of sass, chit chat and the reality of what really happens, along with a cup of tea of course. If you have a passion for our profession in healthcare and need some inspiration to grow, take a listen to the Classy Chemist podcast a proud member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome back to the Classy Chemist Podcast. I've got a very special guest for you guys today. So you all know my podcast is all about healthcare, skincare, because I'm very passionate about dermatology and different healthcare trends within the pharmacy sector and the healthcare industry. So today I would like to introduce um, one of my friends actually. We actually studied together at university. He is a pharmacist. And he's actually the founder of a very good skincare brand. So I would like to introduce you to Gaurav Gupta from Dilma Herbals. Welcome, Gaurav. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's an honor to have you here. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just going to be a friendly chit-chat. Obviously, you and I went to university together. We've got a lot of stories. But all of our subscribers at the moment are within the healthcare industry. So I'm just going to ask you a few things that they would love to hear and just for you to share your experience about your company, really. So whenever you're ready, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Gaurav Gupta, as uh, Serena mentioned. I'm 30 years old from Nottingham in England. Um, Qualified pharmacist for about six years or so. Do we qualify six years? Yeah, about six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. And what about your company? So we, we know that you are the founder of a very cool um, skincare company called Dilma Herbals. Um, can you just explain a little bit about it to everybody for me? Yeah, of course. So Dilma Herbals is a skincare brand and it combines kind of rare Indian herbs with green bioactives. So Indian herbs themselves have been used for wellness and skincare for over a thousand years in India. And with advances in science, we've created formulas which combined almost old ingredients with new ingredients. So um, they're really quite special and boring, like unique formulas which bring two almost uh, generations together. That sounds so cool. So where did you actually find the inspiration for this? Are you actually, you're Indian, I know, right? Um, So was it down to your heritage or is it just a passion that you had? So, so actually what happened was, is um, I'd been qualified for a year at the time and I took a backpacking trip and I ended up going to South America and I was in the Amazon rainforest. This is such a crazy story, but I was in the Amazon rainforest and um, one of the guys that was doing the tour, he pointed out some mud, he's one of the locals in Ecuador, and he pointed out some mud and said, put it on your face. So... We put this mud on the face and it kind of solidified really quickly. And then as we washed it off, it just made all our pores open. It just completely cleaned our skin. And I said to my friend at the time, if you could bottle something like this up, it would, it would do so well in the UK market. And it just all triggered from there, from, from that moment on throughout that four-month trip. just kept on thinking about different Indian ingredients that obviously... You know, with our heritage, we grow up knowing from our parents and grandparents and uh, just that thought process just triggered into into eventually launching this brand. 
So, um, yeah, from, from that trip, actually, I ended up quitting my job as a full-time pharmacist. And I took another trip to India. So I backpacked around India for about two months. And um, I spoke to a lot of locals as well. I just thought, if I'm going to give this a real go, I need to kind of speak to people who know about these herbs inside out, who've, who've, whose parents knew about the herbs, their grandparents knew about the herbs. And I really I traveled for two months and went to these remote places and the way they spoke about the herbs, what they said the herbs do, the passion towards these Ayurvedic herbs, I just felt to myself, you know what, I need to give this a go. And, and it really did just stand from there. That's amazing. That's so inspirational. Obviously, I know you really well. So knowing that you're a massive traveler, I, I bet you didn't think just going traveling for a few months with no intention, etc., just to see the world that you would actually come up with a brilliant business idea and execute it so well. Did you think that would ever happen? You know what? I went in to that travel experience, a few people who went backpacking before, because I, I had done a bit of backpacking before, but never as long as um, that first South America trip, that, that four-month trip. Yeah, four months is a long time. I rate it you is, for that. It is. It is. a long time. And uh, what people who had done it before had said is just go in with a complete open mind. Just anything that's that's going on or, or all the kind of stresses that you might have um, in England or wherever, leave them behind and just go with a very clear open mind. And that's what kind of helped me realize that actually this is a direction I'm really interested in and um, and I really want to pursue it because you, you go to places that you don't ever think you'll go to. I mean, especially in South America where you've got places like Machu Picchu and you've got stunning beaches and, and uh, you've got the salt flats. It's just such varied landscapes that your mind goes into a different place when you're in these places. You, you, you don't think about you know, nine till five on Monday or you just don't think about that stuff, especially when you're away for that long. And your mind does focus on things that you actually want to do. And obviously me being in the Amazon quite early on, that thought process was triggered quite early on in that, on that trip. So I had no idea that it would result in this, but it was almost like it was the ideal conditions at the time for it to lead me on that path. That's amazing. I mean, I haven't traveled as much as Gaurav, guys, but I did travel to Colombia for a month. And I remember I asked him a million questions. And for me, I thought a month was a long time, but I 100% agree with you, Gaurav. Anytime you, you're traveling for, I'd say, longer than like three, four weeks at least, especially if you're doing a backpacking trip, because Colombia was my first backpacking trip, I asked him a million questions. And you're right, you literally just open your mind up to so many different things and so many new experiences and yeah you just never know what's going to come out of it to be honest when I was in Colombia that's when I designed my logo for the classy chemist so yeah <laughs> I get exactly where you're coming from that's like the that, coolest story ever it's really interesting because people say oh um when people go backpacking they're looking to find themselves and stuff like that it's funny that people say that because I, not that i was lost or anything on that trip but i do understand where people come from when they say it because like i said your, your mind just works in a different way when, when you take yourself out of situations that you're used to you almost get bogged down with normal life because you're involved with it for so long when you you chuck yourself in the deep end and go like you said like colombia somewhere completely different where the landscapes are different, the language is different, the food is different, and, you, and you're there for a long, quite a long time. You know, a month is a long time to be in a completely different environment. 
you, you can just get inspiration and you know some people if they're looking to find themselves they might find themselves out there so I do understand where people are coming from when they say that now. yeah when I when I went to Colombia just similar to you I didn't necessarily feel like I was lost that I needed to go find myself I just thought you know what? I've I work a lot like obviously as you know being a pharmacist it's it is quite a tough job it's very demanding it's it sometimes can be physically demanding especially if you're working community farms you're on your feet all day and there's sometimes you just think you know what let me just take a break so just like you when I went to Colombia I was fully out of my comfort zone I did not you know I just literally had a big backpack and that's it but it literally made me so grateful for some of the normal daily things that I have today so for example, I will never take hot water for granted again, <laughs> especially when you're trekking in the, in the rainforest. I'll never take food for granted again. It's, it was an unbelievable experience. I would recommend anyone to travel if they can. I mean, Gav, I'm pretty sure you would recommend the same. I would definitely second that. I mean, it's become a bit of an addiction for me. I've been on so many trips since then, but, uh, but I've, I've gained something out of every single trip. Not that I've even been looking to gain something, but you naturally gain something just by the people you meet and the experiences and just the craziness of it all. I mean, when you, when you book a trip with just a start date and an end date and nothing in the middle, you've got four months of, of blank. It is just filled with so many varied experiences that it's, it's hard not to come out of it having learned something or found a direction that you want to go in that maybe you didn't know beforehand. It's just, it just triggers a lot of things, which I just think is... And know, although it's, it can be so YOLO, it's so much fun. You meet so many new um, people from different walks of life. You make so many friends. Like I like still keep in touch with people. I'm pretty sure you've made hundreds of new friends because you've traveled way more than I have but you just never know who you meet and that's why I think it's such a great experience yeah absolutely agree I mean I've been fortunate to have met quite a lot of people on these trips and it, even just small things like when you go on Instagram and you see they're, they're all locals as well so you've got people in Colombia or Philippines or Indonesia and you just see what they're doing and it's completely different to what you're doing it's just I just find it quite cool to be honest does it make you think there's so much more to life than where you are like there's so much I always say there's so much more to life than London for example because that's where I am um but then also sometimes I'm like there's so much more to life than going to work nine to five etc <laughs> yeah completely agree absolutely agree with that so you said you had been qualified for a year when you went on this trip. And um, that's very early on in your career to like launch into a business straight away. Do you think being a pharmacist helped you with your um, business? I mean, you can be completely honest. Do you think um, you would have done this anyway, even if you weren't a pharmacist? Or do you think having that it's, pharmacological background has helped? It's quite difficult, actually, because with me, I've always... Um, thrived off progression so I went from obviously like everyone does went from school to university university to pre-reg pre-reg to qualified pharmacist and then I was working as a pharmacist for a year and um I, I just felt at that time I don't know I, it was almost like it's just about gaining experience at that point being in community pharmacy and I was getting a little bit bored after a year to be perfectly honest with you not not that there wasn't routes I could go down but I'd been backpacking before and I'd been through a lot of training that I thought you know what I'm going to give this trip a go but um pharmacy definitely did help because first of all um with pharmacy you get a lot of flexibility I mean I was working full-time um just before I went on that first trip and then I became a locum just because I needed the time to uh, just 
find out whether I could make this work, do my trip to India afterwards. And then whilst, you know, launching the brand, I needed to reduce days when I needed to reduce days. In normal jobs, you can't really get that flexibility. So in one sense, the flexibility really helped. In another, whilst launching the brand, this, this so, especially a skincare brand, there's so many things, tick boxes you need to tick. And whether it be formulating, when you see ingredients, all ingredients come with safety profiles. And if I didn't have my uh, you know, pharmaceutical knowledge from university, I'm not sure I'd be able to understand the thing that was on them safety profiles and the importance of it. You know, when you're trying to make a unique formulation, obviously there's other experts around you as well that, that are helping you formulate. But me being the kind of founder, I need to understand myself what is going into these creams. I need to be 100% sure that this is the stuff I want people putting on their skin. This is the stuff I want to put on my skin. You know, I use my own creams. So I need to be sure that this is safe, this works and without having a pharmaceutical kind of background or or knowledge I don't think I'd be able to you know say that freely that I'd, that I'd be understanding what I was doing so that was important in a sense in another sense is um, a lot of the labs that so obviously these things are made in labs so a lot of the labs won't really work with you or talk with you if you haven't got that knowledge as well by you going there because the lab that I use is in India in, in Mumbai, because a lot of these rains in herbs, they need to be put into cream form quite quick after extraction. So there's no point getting them all the way to England and then doing it there because the purity will go down. So I'm, wor I'm working with a lab in Mumbai and they actually worked with me because I've got that pharmaceutical knowledge, because I can have a conversation. You know, it's not them doing all the work. They know that they can have a conversation on that level about these ingredients and we can formulate something quite special. Um, and I can bring stuff to the table, and they can. That's the kind of relationship that they wanted. So again, the pharmaceutical knowledge helped in that respect. And uh, finally, to get a product to be sold into Europe, you need to do product safety tests. And these are quite vigorous tests, as they should be, to make sure that everything is safe. Um, and again, I, need, I needed the knowledge that I've got to be able to make sure that these creams pass these tests. And if they weren't to pass, why they wouldn't pass, that I could sort them off. Obviously, they won't pass because they're all being sold. But um, if they didn't, I'd need to know why. And without knowledge, I, I wouldn't really have a clue. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely helped in launching this brand. That's amazing. It's, it's just unbelievable to hear that it just proves how important it is to actually have that pharmaceutical knowledge. And it's also an eye-opener to prove how um, valuable pharmacists are in this industry and also it shows that there are other avenues that pharmacists can go into so obviously you were working in a retail pharmacy environment community pharmacy and because of our industry we like you said you had the ability to actually be flexible so when we say locum work for example that means you're actually self-employed so you can work for different retail pharmacies on different days and you can be more flexible with your schedule so that's really amazing to hear did you think that at any point the labs would not work with you. I know you said it, it was help. It was helpful that you had a pharm pharmacist degree, etc. Did they specifically say we will not work with you because of X, Y, Z, or was there like a criteria? So, if anything, it was me. Um, I had to pitch myself to them almost. Um, it's a big risk for them. A lot of the labs out there, India is such a big company, uh, not company, country that. Uh, 
the creams that they make or the toothpaste or whatever they're making out there in these in these factories they tend to just keep it in india they said there's enough people in india to sell to so they don't usually export so to have someone come from abroad and um say look i want to make these creams these formulations this is the idea they didn't say it's particularly that they wouldn't work with me but they did say that one of the reasons that they did was because i was a pharmacist in the uk so whether if i wasn't or not i'm not 100 sure whether they would work with me or not but but yeah luckily um Luckily, we've, we've got a really good relationship, so we've managed to make some really good creams. Wow, that's so cool. So there you have it, guys. See, your pharmacist degree, your pharmacy degree does come in handy. It just also <laughs> makes me think that, obviously, no disrespect to any celebrities or, or anyone like that, they who can sort of put their name on a product and endorse a product, but they don't actually have that medical knowledge or that pharmaceutical knowledge. That's why even if I'm recommending a product or reviewing a product, even on my Instagram, I am a big believer of medical grade skincare or someone who has that scientific knowledge rather than just saying, here, I've got some money. I want to put my face on this product, make it for me. I think it's a lot more special when you do have that input yourself. And it's great to hear that you're so, it's, you're so passionate about your brand, which is brilliant. And of course, that's why it is successful and it is going to definitely flourish. I have no doubt about that. But at least you can test your, you test your products yourself. You believe in your products yourself because if you don't believe in your products, how are you going to convince anyone else to believe in them? So Absolutely. It's Absolutely. good that you're so passionate. I love that. As you know me yeah. so well how I'm extremely passionate about pharmacy. So to have someone on my podcast who's the same is wicked. So did you collaborate with any other healthcare professionals whilst you were building the business? Obviously, you're a pharmacist, but did you end up speaking to any like doctors or dermatologists or anything like that? Or was it just purely pharmacist work and the scientists in the labs? Yeah, uh, I didn't, didn't really speak to anyone here before doing it. It, was, um, it all happened really fast. Like I said, I, I've made that decision on that trip abroad. I didn't even know that's where I, that's the direction I was going in at the time, but I can just remember it clearly. I was, uh, the, the actual Amazon part of the trip was in the first two weeks. And I remember I was in Brazil and I was on a beach and I was on my own and all I could see was the sunrise and the waves that were coming in. And I was just in this, I was just in this zone where I was thinking quite deeply. And I said to myself, look, is this going to happen? Is this what you really want to do? And uh, I just at that point said, yes, I absolutely don't want to do it. So I didn't have an opportunity to speak with anyone because by the time I actually came back to England, I'd already made my decision that I was going to do this. So I've not actually collaborated with anyone as such. Obviously, the people in India, they're the experts in terms of the Indian herbal side of things. Some of these Indian herbs are so rare that they are the experts. They know exactly how much of a herb, of a specific herb needs to go into a cream which two herbs work well together, which two don't. So they're the experts in that respect. In terms of the actual green bioactives and clean science, the modern part of it, again, it's myself and a few other people who are all pharmaceutical-based that do that. But they're all based in India as well. So we had a lot of quite intense conversations the first time I went out to Mumbai, which is about two and a half years ago. And we just had loads of different ingredients, loads of different ideas, we looked at other products and uh, we just thought, well, how can we best this? What, what can we do um, with these ingredients to, to make something that's really, really effective? And 
yeah, that's what we did. We, we, I did work with healthcare professionals, not not before I launched the branch, as in people that I knew here, but out in India in the labs, they, you know, they're absolutely experts in their fields. So that's what I did. I, I have actually worked with healthcare professionals since launch stuff because um, we decided to do some Instagram TVs because we thought, obviously, we've got I've got pharmaceutical knowledge as well, and um, there's plenty of people like yourself and other people who are on Instagram who've got pharmaceutical knowledge or, or doctors. And we just thought we'd use the platform to kind of bust a few skincare myths. So we've started that Instagram TV series. So since launch, I have been um, collaborating with uh, skincare professionals. One's a pharmacist called Janky. You know her, I think. Yes, and- I know Janky. She's lovely. She's got really good um, skincare tips. That's her, her page is called Beauty Tips and Tricks, I think. So yeah, yeah. she's brilliant. Yeah, she's really good. She's made some excellent videos and there's a doctor called Asher as well. So they've just kind of, we've just taken some myths within skincare and um, we've just put our, you know, pharmaceutical knowledge behind it just so we can use the platform to give a bit more information. So I've collaborated in that sense, but not so much before. How has your experience been collaborating with healthcare professionals? Because I know sometimes in an ideal world, you and I know that doctors, pharmacists, dentists, optometrists, a lot of healthcare professionals should be working together. However, let's be honest, sometimes there's so much scrutiny, one profession is slating the other, etc. Did you experience any negative things like that or was it all okay? No, really positive actually. I mean, uh, they... They've been really good. The, the, the videos that we've put out have been very informative. In fact, on the profile, they've been the most shared shared bits of content that we've done. So it's obviously stuff that people who are following the Instagram page find quite useful because it's not – obviously, the page has a lot to do with our creams, a lot to do with the ingredients, a bit about culture, about India, so people have a bit more background of that side of things. But it also gives a lot of information about um, just – order of using products and in, you know, in-depth stuff about what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. So stuff that people might think about but might not actually know the answer. And because we do have a uh, pharmaceutical background, we have a little bit more understanding. So it, it's been really good working with them because they've produced some really good videos so far. They'll, they'll produce some more videos as well. And people are really engaging with it. So it's quite nice to see that um, people are watching the videos and actually enjoying them as well and they're enjoying making it so I can't fault that side of things at all oh that's brilliant that's how it should be it should be a collaboration everyone should be encouraging each other and pushing each other to better rather than you know slating each other's professions or tearing each other down so it's good to hear that you had a positive experience that's that's what healthcare is all about and collaboration where did you actually come up with the name for Dilma Herbals? Is there something behind it? Is there a story or is that just a name that you like? Obviously, no, 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 because no. you're using Indian herbs, but what about Dilma? Well, yeah, it was quite difficult, actually. I mean, um, I wanted something which sounded quite Indian, but was easy to say. And I, I played around with so many different names and nothing really sounded too good or, or had a ring to it. And then... I just broke down what the actual brand was and and it came down to my trip to India where I went to speak with local people. So so if you actually break the name Dilma down, 
Dil in Hindi means heart and Ma means mother. So a lot of these ingredients, which I actually found out when speaking to people, they've been used within people's families or within that area for thousands of years. And, and that's how we still know about it because it's been passed down from mother to child, mother to child, through generations really. So it just came together really. So that, that's, that's the kind of inspiration behind that. Oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful, that is. I, I actually wouldn't even think of it like that. When you told me no. about it, I was like, oh, yeah, Dilma Herbals. Yeah, that's cool. It's got a nice ring to it. But when you actually explain it, that makes sense, and especially if where you did your research, your study, and if there's families using these ingredients throughout generations, and that's, that definitely makes sense. It's, it's a really nice story, actually. Thanks for that. So. What has so far, so far, what has been the highest moment or the best part of having your own company or your own business? So the highest moment, I would so like say... like your, your highlight. My highlight. I mean, I've only been launched, well, this brand's only been launched since March time. So we're still quite young, but I'd say so far it's been being picked up by a few magazines like Vogue and Glamour. It's something that That's I huge. didn't even... Vogue yeah, and Glamour. That yeah. is huge, Gaurav. You deserve a round of applause for that. Thanks a lot. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it when uh, they got into contact. And uh, and yeah, just, just seeing magazines like that, obviously I've seen and heard about the brand and, you know, wanted to a piece or, or recommend it to their viewers, I thought was, that's, that's definitely been a, been a high so far, I'd say. Amazing. And considering you've only just launched six months ago, about six, seven months ago, to be featured in Vogue, that, that is a big statement. Obviously, that shows you how much of a reputable brand you have and how much work has gone into it, because there is no such thing as an overnight success, let's be honest. This has taken you years in the making. And yes, you've just launched about seven months ago. So well done. That's amazing. What about one of the most challenging uh, moments of having your own business? Or did you ever think, so has, has a situation ever occurred where you think, do you know what, screw this, I've had enough, I'm packing it all in? You know what, There's, this is one thing, when, when launching a brand, people, they'll see the idea and they'll probably see it if it ever makes to, to actual launch. But that whole journey in between, it's full of so many highs and lows that like you would not believe. Things go wrong all the time and um it's quite difficult There's, because you have to be quite passionate in the first place to even get from an idea point to to an implementation point you, you need it's that passion that takes you over the line because there's a lot of risk involved and uh, i think that's what keeps you on course but my god so many things do go wrong or don't go to plan or don't happen on time where you do think What's yeah, the one this... moment that sticks in your head? Is there a particular situation that you can tell us about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you, first of all, the biggest, the biggest thing that's happened is obviously COVID. Where, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, I COVID. Mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, launching a brand just before COVID is so difficult because you plan a strategy of how you think something's going to go to market or your just you just have all these plans in place and then you're hit into total lockdown where people aren't going out 
to shops or you can't go out to pitch to stores. You've got all these things lined up and you can't do it. I was going to go to that trade show with you. Uh, yeah. Massive trade show of, that we went to last year. There's a massive and, um, trade show in the UK, guys. It's basically the natural the natural and organic, something like that. It's a natural organic trade show. I forgot the long name of it. And it's brands all over the globe. And that was meant to be one of your launching points. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, I launched in Mars and that was in April. I think it was mid-April. Yeah, and I was supposed to be a speaker at that show as well. Do you remember? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. I go there quite a lot because we go to source um, new cool products for Harrods Pharmacy. And obviously it fits in with Gorab. So we were like, yeah, that's fine. We'll go together. And, oh my God, that really didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. It's just things like that where... You can't pitch to, to trades. Uh, that's solely for shops like Harrods where you're at and, and shops all up and down the country and, and Europe, actually. And then there's, there's other ones that I, was, that I was lined up in. And um, again, that was, that was to the public. And we, we couldn't put a stall in there, as you can imagine. So you've just got to completely re-strategize. And th- that's actually been really difficult because you just don't know when things are going to open, when they're going to close again, when you can do this, when you can't do this. and and when you're running a business, that is actually very, very difficult because everything needs planning. So, for example, we've got a um, pop-up shop in John Lewis in Sheffield next month. And, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity. But even and, – and there's a lot of work that needs to go into that. But even sitting here right now, I don't even know what the situation is going to be like with COVID in, in a month's time. So this is probably the most difficult thing to uh, – navigate around but then it's all part of the challenge of owning and running a business you, you need to keep just keep positive and keep changing your strategy and keep doing what's working really so I'd and say I guess it is a lot about consistency and perseverance I mean and passion of course I mean I'm pretty sure a lot of other business owners would agree with you right now COVID has caused so much uncertainty for everybody whether you're a business owner or not but well done for getting through it. I mean, um, John Lewis, guys, it is actually a very large department store in the UK. So there's, do you know how many John Lewis branches there are at the moment in the UK? Oof. Hundreds. Yeah, there is a lot. There is yeah. a lot. There's one. There's at least one in every major city. Yeah. So to have, to considering that we've been through COVID and you're still persevering, you're still being consistent, consistency is key. And you now have a pop-up next month. That is very inspirational. So well done. Thanks a lot. Um, so if you could give any other pharmacist any tips if they want to follow in your direction, what sort of three tips would you give to any, not even a pharmacist, I'd say any pharmacist or healthcare professional looking to launch their own business, what three tips would you give them? Oh, three tips. Um, I would say if you're, if you're wanting to start your own business, do something towards it every day, okay? You, even if it's something small, just just do something. Put something on paper, action and idea, do some research because there's a lot of work that is involved with launching a business, sustaining a business. It's, there's a lot of work. So it, it might be quite daunting at the start when you, when you put it all down on paper, but if you take things off one by one, it will, it will look like there's a lot less to do. So that's one bit of advice I'd say. So one, um, do something every single day, no matter how absolutely. big or small. Absolutely. I'd also say another one is always keep positive. Um, 
it's it, like I said to you before, you get knocked a lot off path. And sometimes it is very, very difficult to um, bring yourself back onto the right path because it depends how big the knock is. You, 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 get, a, you get a lot of luck along the way. This is, this is what I've realised as well. There's been situations before launch where I thought, oh, my God, that was a close call. And, uh, and it's that people say you make your own luck. Maybe you do. But I feel like there's been certain situations where it's been quite lucky. But you need to always keep positive because if you let these things um, bring you down, you might not, you might not, um, you know. Get back up, really. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if I you guess in life it. you need to remain positive as well. It's easier said than done. But again, it is a major driving factor in manifesting what you want I guess yeah exactly exactly and uh the final thing is I'd probably say just make sure you enjoy the the whole journey because that's what it is with with launching a business it it is difficult but at the same time there's so much freedom involved because whatever action you do you'll see the reaction to it whether it be positive or negative you have that much control so I'd, I'd say you, you can mold your own business, you can shape it however you want, and it's very, very rare that you can be in a, in a situation where, where you have that kind of freedom. So enjoy it. If you, if, you, if you have an idea and someone else thinks it's crazy and you don't think it's crazy, just, just go with it and, and you know, prove them wrong, really. So that's one thing. I mean, this entire journey that I've been on so far, and I mean journey right from the start, which is on that first trip, I, I look back at it and I reflect on different aspects of it. And I've, you know, I can't say a negative thing about it, even through COVID, even through all the pre-launch uh, negatives that may have happened along the way, which, which is natural, you know, still ended up launching a brand that I'm really happy with, still ended up with, you know, a skincare range that I'm really happy with and still growing. The socials are growing, getting steady sales through, um, to the online shop, getting picked up by more and more online retailers now, which is great. So it's still growing, even though it's not been easy. So that that is the key one, I'd say. You need to just make sure you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then you won't make a success out of it. Yeah, so you have to, I guess you have to enjoy what you do, no matter what you do, whether it is owning your own business or going to work, etc. So thank you so much for that. There you have it, guys. Three tips from... A business owner so learn something new every day be positive and enjoy it which great tips it may sound obvious but if you don't enjoy it you're not going to believe in it right absolutely so you guys may not know this but obviously i mentioned at the beginning that gaurav and i are friends from before but we've actually been friends for over a decade now isn't that correct it is. Yeah. So we had a whole university experience together. I used to always say Gaurav is like my child. <laughs> we would study together. We had a big group of yeah. us. So before we wrap up, shall we tell everyone like a drunken story from uni or something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you asked me to, to think of a drunken story from uni now. I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, which, which ones are going to be appropriate enough for, for a podcast for everyone to listen to? Yeah. But uh, I did I did think remember one which cracks me up every time I think about it and that's um it was a Halloween night I can't remember which year it was but it was a I Halloween think it was our night. Fi- are you talking about the one that was our final year of uni was it final oh yes it yeah. was that's it that's it it was a it was our final year of uni 
and um, we all dressed up and you did our um, all our face paints yeah and, I'm quite uh, the creative guy so this was when the girls obviously we do our makeup etc but how many boys were there it was probably at least loads. like eight of you boys right loads and you did such a good job like, yeah so everyone good. had the same face it was kind of like a skull spooky kind of look and just imagine so, blood, white blood faces blood yeah. and blood it was black blood. eyes wasn't it it was, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not sure where you got the stuff from, but one, one of our mates as well, another mutual friend, he's, he was already a qualified pharmacist and we'd hyped up this Halloween night so much that he decided to book a shift in the area. A locum shift, yeah. A locum in the area. And he, he came from London to Kent um, for this night out. Serena again did, uh, did his makeup. And we went out came back in, he crashed it in, in the flat. And in the morning, I just remember him uh, giving me a phone call saying, listen, Gaurav, you need to call upstairs and help me. So I went, I went up and he couldn't get any of this face paint off his, off his face. And he had a locum shift that day. Like, he had yeah, to as a it. pharmacist. And he managed to get the white off and I think like the red, the blood, but it was the, just the black eyes that just stayed and some of the red on his lips. Yeah, I could, there was definitely, I could definitely make up red blood next yeah. to his lip and and the black nares i don't know where you got that stuff it scrubbed and scrubbed couldn't get yeah. it off and, it, and he literally did his shift with uh with face paint all over it yeah he did his out. shift came back obviously we were still asleep or hungover etc you know we didn't have uni the next day or anything and he when he explained to us we just couldn't stop laughing i'm pretty sure he didn't go back to work in that pharmacy again but yeah. oh, just imagine yeah. someone must have thought what did he get up to last night <laughs> He probably hasn't worked in that entire region since, to be fair. Probably not showed his face in that area. Yeah, or even if he did, they probably wouldn't recognise him anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. Without all the makeup, definitely not. Exactly. Oh, there's so many stories from uni we could go on for ages. But obviously, guys, certain things need to remain private because we are pharmacists. You're not going to hear all of our secrets straight away. Well, Gaurav, it was so lovely to have you on our podcast. Um if you guys want to check out Grab's um, Instagram page, it is Dilma Herbals. Um, there's a lot of information on there. Um, obviously, you will have my Instagram page. Check out his products. I actually use his eye cream, which is amazing. I'm really terrible with eye creams because I tend to forget to always put them into my routine, but I've become a lot better now. And yes, I personally love his product. And um, I am wouldn't say this just because he's my friend. All throughout, I would test a lot of things and give him opinions etc and he knows I'm probably the most harshest buyer on our Harrods panel so if fussy Harrods Serena likes a product you know it's a good product well <laughs> thank you so much Gaurav it's been an honor to have you on here and um, we hope to obviously have you on here again yeah definitely definitely thank you for having me well I'm just going to give a round of applause to you Woo-hoo! <laughs> good old clap from London <laughs> And yeah, guys, um, check out his page and his socials and we'll hopefully see you soon for another episode. Take care. Bye. Bye. See ya.